This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. So today's topic kind of branches off of last week. So last week I talked about motivation and how hard it is to do things when we don't feel motivated. Um, I talked about the step-by-step process of just kind of taking things one step at a time, especially when you don't feel like you can do something or you're feeling really, really out of energy or out of motivation for it. And then I had a thought, and actually my uh, friend and co-therapist here at my practice, Stacy Ramsey, she had the same idea as I did. I was telling her that, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk about this week and what I wanted to do my episode on, and she suggested this topic, and I was had that floating around my head too, so it just felt like it was right to do it. But she mentioned how self-sabotage is kind of a similar yet kind of its own struggle that comes with motivation. So basically think of self-sabotage as also similar to procrastination. And I was having a conversation with a client yesterday about this and about how we put things off and we, you know, some people are, are more procrastinators than others, but when we don't want to do something or we feel like we can't do it, we just don't really want to deal with it. It's too difficult. It's too intimidating. We put it off. But by doing that, we are creating our own anxiety sometimes because, you know, there are people that are self-proclaimed procrastinators and they're usually kind of proud of it. Like, oh, you know, just I'm a procrastinator. I'll get it done at the end. And I feed off of the energy of, of having to run late. And I mean, I personally cannot relate to that. I stress out if something is hanging over me, something that I have to do that isn't done, especially if it's big, if it's a project or a big task, especially in school and college, I couldn't do that. I was the one that would get it done as early as I possibly could because the stress and the anxiety of it hanging over my head was way too overwhelming for me. But there are a lot of people that function like that. And I think that there are people that definitely thrive on that, but I've come to the conclusion just in my experience with talking to people who are procrastinators that they think it's a good system for them because it's something they've been doing, but it actually causes a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And that procrastination ends up creating this buildup of something that we have to do, something that we're responsible for, or something that's on our to-do list. And that buildup just kind of accumulates because without a doubt, something else will come up that you have to do. And very rarely do you just have one task that you have to accomplish. Life is just filled with things that you have to do on a daily basis. Some of them are routine and some of them are larger, but at any point, something big can come up that you have to do. And if you already have a buildup of things planned that you haven't gotten to, then if this unplanned thing comes up, 
it can completely overwhelm you and just causes you to crumble under the pressure to where either your the quality of doing the things is really low or you just don't get it done at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I find that a lot of people kind of back themselves into a corner like that because they are procrastinators. And so everyone everyone who is a procrastinator does it for different reasons there are some people who just are avoiders they avoid doing something that they have to do that is a responsibility of theirs and there are some people that procrastinate because of the fear of doing something or the lack of confidence about doing something so if you have let's say you're a college student or an adult that had to go back to school or went back to school, whatever. Um, if you have a big paper to write and you put it off, then you might be putting it off because you don't have time to do it. But I imagine a lot of times just that you don't want to do it. It's just like it's this big task. You know it's going to take a lot of energy and effort. And you don't have the desire to do it, so you put it off. But if you are that person, can you legitimately tell me that procrastinating and putting it off brings you zero stress because if it brings you zero stress I would be incredibly surprised I don't think it's possible like I said even the people who feed off of that procrastination and feel like they enjoy the pressure of having to get it done it does not come with zero stress it comes with a lot of stress you know it's something that you have to do you probably think about it multiple times a week or a day or however much time you've got where it's this ugh, i need to get that done ugh, i need to make time to do that ugh, i haven't done that yet it's such an uncomfortable thought and even if you've trained yourself to function as a procrastinator it still causes a lot of stress and so i think that if you are a procrastinator out of just because it's not convenient or you don't want to do something, I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about what would your life look like if you didn't procrastinate as much. Now, obviously, that requires planning and doing things in a more timely manner and organizing yourself and having better time management, all of that. And that might be a foreign concept to you. You may not be good at that. And there are a lot of people that are not good at time management. They're not good at planning ahead. But if you think and you're honest with yourself and you tell yourself, procrastinating stresses me out. It's how I've always functioned, but it stresses me out. Then you have a choice. You can try a different strategy. You can try to plan ahead. You can try to do things differently. See if it works for you. If you try and the first strategy that you try doesn't work, don't give up and declare yourself a forever procrastinator. No, like give it some time, try different strategies. You need to give yourself a chance to develop a new skill that would be less stressful, that might help you function in a more healthy way. Now, if you're a procrastinator because of self-esteem issues, let's talk about that. So what I mean by that <clears throat> is if you have something to do, but you're nervous that if you do it, you're gonna mess up and you're just not ready to, fa to, to face a potential failure, I want you to be aware that that's what you're doing. If you are intimidated because you might do it wrong and someone might judge you, or your end result may not be as 
great as someone else's. If you're, you know, putting together, I don't know, making something for your kid's school project, helping your kid with something, or cooking a meal or starting to meal plan because you want to eat healthier. If you have this task that you want to do and it requires planning and it requires effort, but you don't want to do it because it might not go well, I want you to consider that. Who's going to judge you? Are you going to judge yourself? Is someone else going to judge you? Whose opinion are you intimidated by? Um, if you're afraid of judging yourself, I want you to really consider why are you so hard on yourself? There's probably a deeper issue there. Maybe there's a self-worth issue or the self-esteem issue might be coming from a different place. And so you may have to have a conversation with your therapist or a trusted friend or whoever you turn to about why you might be putting things off that you know you need to do. Because the reality is when we put things off that we have to do, it comes with this intense feeling of guilt, right? If I know there's something that I was supposed to do and I've had time to do it, but I just didn't get it done, I'm gonna feel really bad about myself. I'm gonna feel guilty that I should have planned my time better. I could have done it you know, earlier. Someone else would have gotten it done and I'm just not good enough compared to that. Like, you, if you think like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't think in those terms, then you probably are confused about why someone would think like that. But if you're someone who struggles with any kind of self-esteem issue, you're going to know what I'm talking about. And I've struggled with that. If there is something that I want to do and I know it's something that's really not that big of a deal, it's not this over-the-top amazing task, it's just a regular task that has to get done, but I can't get it done and I know other people do it without a struggle or I just get it done even if it is a struggle, I feel bad about myself. I'm gonna feel like I'm just not good enough or maybe other people are better at this than I am. And that's probably a really silly and illogical thought to have, but we don't choose to have negative thoughts. They just come. And they're usually a buildup of some other issue that we're going through. So if you know that you feel bad about yourself because you have chosen to put things off for one reason or another, you have to face your responsibility in that and you have to take control of that. You have to learn strategies. You have to ask for help. You have to just try managing your time or you have to just face the discomfort and the intimidation of a possible failure or possible judgment do it anyway because it has to get done. So that kind of goes back to that self-sabotage, right? If I have something I need to do and I don't do it for one reason or another, then I have sabotaged myself because now I've put myself in a position where I feel bad about myself or I feel guilty or I've let someone down or I've disappointed someone, whatever it is. So when we don't take care of the things we need to take care of and we put them off, we self-sabotage. We cause tension and stress and anxiety that could have been avoided if we had tried different approaches or different strategies to doing things. So I want you to take this to kind of apply it to a different example. When we have people in our lives who 
causes stress or anxiety, let's say it's a relationship that you're in, whether it's a friend or a parent, a sibling, a significant other, and there's an issue going on that needs to be resolved, whether it's a family situation, an argument or a fight that you got into that you now need to talk about, hurt feelings that you had because of something someone said, if you don't share with that person how you feel and you just pretend like you're fine and you put it off, most likely if this is someone that's in your life on a regular basis, the situation's gonna come back up in some way. It may not be an exact repeat, but it's gonna have a similar return. Somehow, something, like let's say you get in an argument with your significant other about something to do with money. And <clears throat> it's not addressed, you argue, you might fight, you might say some things that are hurtful, and then you just stop talking to each other. And then you just kinda let it go and you move on. Well, if you don't address the situation, you put it off and you're like, well, we're getting along now. I don't want to bring it back up. It's going to just cause a fight all over again. You put it off. Without a doubt, that issue is probably going to come back up because there is a cause and a root of that argument or that fight that led to that argument or that fight to begin with. If you procrastinate and you put it off and you try to just ignore it and then hope that either it'll go away or we'll just deal with it another time, it's going to come back up and it's probably going to be worse the next time it comes up. So you're kind of self-sabotaging when you're doing that. You're putting yourself in a position where you're not addressing a situation. You're not dealing with it when it's fresh and when it really needs to be talked about. And then you're creating this kind of groundwork for this problem to come back up again. And the next time if it comes up and it's worse, then the hurt is worse, the damage could be worse, and it's harder to recover it. But if you try to get in the habit of dealing with things when they come up, addressing the things in your life that you need to address, handling situations, completing tasks, whatever it is, then you're gonna get in a habit of making positive changes, getting things off of your to-do list, and removing this pressure and this buildup from you. Uh, like your, your mind will be cleaner, your heart will be more relaxed, like everything about you will be softer and lighter and easier because these things build up, they calcify over time. It gets so much harder to chip away at built up hurt or built up, you know, um, procrastination of relationship type issues because then it, you know, words start to linger. You remember things that were said that were hurtful, hurt feelings just kind of get settled in you. And then it can start to cause all these other problems in your relationship where um, you just, it just takes its toll. It, um, it can change the dynamic, it can create this tension or this awkwardness that didn't used to exist because now you've allowed things to build up. So procrastination and self-sabotage can be in the form of tasks that need to be done or they can be in the form of issues in relationships and they can also be in personal mental health struggles or personal self-esteem struggles. So let's talk about that for a minute. So if I 
have something that I'm going through that is difficult for me. So let's say, you know, I talked a couple of weeks ago, I think about um, after I had my son, I had a little bit of postpartum, some eating disorder stuff. What I should have done is addressed it right then and there. I should have asked for help. I should have done this, taken the steps that would have helped me get through it. But because I let it go on for as long as I did, and I procrastinated it, I put it off, I self-sabotaged. I then allowed my mind to be overcome more by this mental health difficulty. And yet now, I, you know, I don't struggle with it as much now, but I will always have a part of my mind that is susceptible to that. It is a very, it's, it's a wound that can easily be opened up if I'm not careful, if I don't, if I'm not aware that this problem is gonna be around forever, then I'm not gonna take steps to take care of myself. So going back to nine years ago when I had my son, if I had addressed it right, I could have prevented myself from first from struggling as hard and as long as I did. And um, I could have cushioned the future for myself where it wasn't as deep of a problem that would potentially keep coming up in the future. But because I put it off, because I didn't get the help that I needed at the time and I refused to accept that I needed help, I self-sabotaged. Now, thankfully, I'm not as nearly as bad as I was, but I'm always going to have to deal with some version of this problem because I put it off and it became larger. So the same goes for anxiety. If you are the kind of person that struggles with anxiety about, say, social situations, and you avoid going out in certain situations, you avoid making phone calls that you need to make or scheduling doctor's appointments or going out with friends or even making friends or going to the grocery store because you have too much anxiety about being in public, like all of these things. If, if you have an issue with anxiety or mental health in any kind or any, really any struggle and you put off addressing it, you are going to self-sabotage. You will be allowing this problem to grow. It will snowball because if you avoid a social situation because of anxiety one day, then the next time you have a similar social situation, you're gonna avoid it again. You're gonna avoid it again. Before you know it, you're isolated. You don't have any friends. You don't go to any events. You don't know how to function in those situations. So you start having this new side of your personality basically that's just kind of socially delayed. And that's something that we saw with COVID, right? So when we had, when COVID first started, we were talking two years now. Two years ago, most of us left the house for our job, went to school, interacted on a, on a regular basis with other people, and then all of a sudden, it all shut down. And we weren't really able to interact with other people. We weren't going to work. We weren't going to school. We weren't really driving. And because we got um, that we had this new way of living, we became really rusty and out of practice about some really basic things. I remember when I, the first time I drove after COVID started, I mean, it was weeks. There was nowhere to go, right? So when I first had to start driving 
further distances, like going to work or driving somewhere that was, you know, more than five, 10 minutes away, I had anxiety in the car. It was the strangest thing. I felt really, really like hyper aware of all the cars around me. That felt so uncomfortable. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out what was going on. I've never experienced anxiety driving before. It was because I was out of practice. I hadn't done it. I was, I mean, it wasn't my choice, right? We were all kind of stuck at home, but that was an outside situation that led to me being rusty about this thing. Then, so I had a choice. I could have let the anxiety overpower me and just be like, oh my God, I can't do this. It's too overwhelming. I'm anxious. I don't want to drive. Or I could face the fact that, oh my gosh, I've never had this happen before. It's probably because I haven't driven in weeks. I need to keep pushing through this. Practice makes perfect. I'm going to have to keep driving. I'm going to have to keep doing this until the anxiety is gone. And sure enough, it went away. Because it was, I just kind of get back into that muscle memory, train myself to do something I was out of practice on, and then I was fine doing it. But I had a choice. I could have let the fear and the discomfort and the overwhelm or whatever take over, and then I would be stuck at home and not going anywhere. Or I could face it, overcome it, talked about it with, you know, I told my husband and my home, like, oh my gosh. But I let it out and I, I recognized that it was something that I needed to work through. If you are the kind of person that has any kind of struggle, you have to face that struggle. You cannot hide from it. You can't put it off. You can't hope that it's going to go away on its own because it's not going to. Life just does not work that way. You have to face your stuff. You cannot self-sabotage. You cannot procrastinate the inevitable you need to address your stuff and some of this stuff that we have to deal with is awful it's it's um illness you know one of the things that happened with COVID is a lot of people didn't go to their appointments their doctor's appointments their checkups and then unfortunately when people are starting to go back now some people are finding some that there's a major health issue that developed over these past two years that didn't they didn't have before and the only reason it happened is because they weren't able to have their regular routine checkups and that is scaring other people where they're like oh my god i don't want to find out i have an illness i don't want to go i don't want to go to the doctor or i don't feel well but i don't want to go because i don't want them to tell me there's something majorly wrong with me so they don't go and sure enough something bad is going to develop because we have to take care of ourselves we have to do these things if I run away from the things that I need to face, those things will get worse. It's it's just, it's just how it goes. You know, if you let something grow, it will get bigger, right? If you don't clean your house, it will get dirty. If you don't wash your clothes, you're gonna run out of clean clothes. You have to do these things that lead to healthy life, functioning, all of that. So there's a lot of different ways that I hope that um, I presented kind of ways for you to think about how we self-sabotage, how when we don't do the things that we need to do and we procrastinate, we end up making things worse. And so I want you to take back some of that control, or maybe this is the first time you're creating this control, but look at the things that stress you out in your life day-to-day -day tasks, work tasks, home tasks, 
things when you're with your significant other, family members, whatever, the things that you dread, the things that you don't do, ask yourself, does this stress me out? Does this cause me any anxiety or tension or overwhelm? And if the answer is yes, I want you to spend some time figuring out why. You have to understand the cause so that you can figure out what you need to do about it. And if this thing that you avoid can be addressed and you can go and get some support or start working through it slowly, you need to do that because you need to face the fact that some of your anxiety or some of your sadness or some of your overwhelm or your stress is a product of your procrastination and your self-sabotage. Not all of it. I'm not going to sit here and blame you for all the things in your life because that's just not how it works. There's a lot of outside stuff that happens to us that we cannot control. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm strictly talking about the things that we avoid dealing with, that we put off. And sometimes you might think there's no solution to it. And you might think, well, this is just part of my life. This is how I have to, this is what I have to live with. That might be the case, but that's why I'm asking you, think about the things that stress you out, write them down, and then really try to objectively look at that list and ask yourself, is this something that I can address? Or is this something that's out of my control? You might not be the best person to determine that. Ask a close friend, ask a therapist, talk about these things with someone that you know is going to be honest and will call you out if you need to make some changes. And if it's something that you can address and there's something you can do about it, you gotta do it. It's not an option because you will continue to leave yourself in a rut and to kind of burrow into your hole of discomfort unless you start doing something about it, all right? I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for being with me today, bye.